Thanks for joining us on this week's Real Life Church Podcast. We'd love to know if God is using this ministry to bless you in some way. And if you'd like to share your story or know more about getting involved at Real Life Church, you can visit us on our website at livereallife.com today. Today is Father's Day, and today I want to talk to you about the declaration of what it means to be a kingdom man. And uh, as men today, uh, we have a choice to make. And I will say this, if there's single moms or uh, you know, single dads in the room, but single moms, you're playing both parts. You know, you're, you're, you're momming and you're dadding all at the same time. Kudos to you. We pray for you. And uh, this message really is for everybody. It's not just for the men, but at the same time, there's principles within this that apply to everybody. And so if you're a single mom, we're behind you. We're with you. Uh, however we can help you and uh, pray for you, be with you, resource you, help you, however we can do that. And so um, as, as men, uh, we have a choice to make. And whether you're a father or not, you, you're, uh, you know, um, you're a man. If you're a man, you're a man. Everybody say man. man. There you go. And so as a man, we have a choice. As men, we have a choice whether we choose to serve God or whether we choose to serve ourselves. And today's message is going to be um, uh, hopefully encouraging, but it also might uh, step on your toes a little bit as a man. Um, you know, uh, God is uh, wanting his men to rise up in this hour. And in our current cultural climate that we currently live in, uh, the choice to serve God as a man can look somewhat countercultural. And you have to be okay with that. You have to be okay with living against the culture and the grain of the world. And we're going to really take our example this morning from Joshua. Joshua uh, was a leader during the time of right, Moses had passed away, and Joshua had picked up the mantle, and Moses took him across the Red Sea, but jo uh, uh, Joshua took him across the Jordan. And uh, he had put the presence of God in the, in the Jordan, and they followed the presence of God right across the, the uh, Jordan River to the other side. And really, just like Joshua's time, as in Joshua's time, in this day and age in which we live, we need some men with a spiritual backbone. Not just, uh, not just a backbone to work hard and provide for your family. That's important. Absolutely, you should do that. You don't work, you don't eat. And so, uh, yes, that's important. You must do that. But also, you must understand that you must, as a man, have a spiritual backbone um, and that who love themselves properly, they love their families, and they love the world in which we live, but there is a spiritual backbone that you have. And uh, there's never been a time in history more like today that men are needed, that men are needed to rise up, that it is critical, it is critical to the well-being of the next generation that men take their place. It's critical that men step into that spiritual role as the leader of their home. And uh, I know it's been over years and years and years I've met with many couples, and a lot of times the woman has taken the spiritual role of their family. They're praying. They're, 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 they're leading the children, and uh, men are kind of passively. You, you go to work, and that's important, but at the end of the day, you're passive spiritually, and you're not, you're not grabbing your kids' hands and praying for them. You're not praying with your wife. You're not praying with your family, and so you're leaving it up to your wife or, or, or to the woman of your home, and I want you to understand something today. That's your place, man. That's your place. And if you're not taking that place, then you're out of order, and that means your whole home is out of order. And therefore, you will have chaos and confusion in your home until you get it right. Praise the Lord. Good morning. Welcome to Real Life Church. I will give you pretzels and popcorn afterwards. Praise the Lord. All right? Uh, and so, 
uh, we, again, we live in a time, a time frame with a fork in the road. It's a time where we face chaos, we face confusion, we face a, lock, a, a lack of clarity, and uh, voices are coming at men and, and people in general, coming at, as, at us from all different directions. I like what Tony Evans said. He says, when men don't make the right choices, the children go into rebellion. The women have to take on a different role, and men become neutered and weak. Neutered and weak. And so I know this might not be the most encouraging Father's Day message, but I will encourage you at some point, I promise. Just my introduction's a little rough. And so we have too many men today that are falling on the sword. We have too many men today that uh, have become domesticated, meaning they've, uh, they're operating in a way outside of their divinely ordered responsibility. We've become domesticated. We've, we've learned how to live in culture very well, but we've not learned how to live in the other realm very well. We've, we've not lived with that spiritual backbone that we need in our lives to lead our family and lead our culture. And I really believe as the men go, so goes the family. As the men go, so goes the community. As the men go, so goes the world. It's proven through Scripture time and time and time again. It's not degrading women, but it's also saying that men have a place that they have to step into. And so here's what a kingdom man is. A kingdom man is this. is a man who has made the decision to operate consistently under the governance of God and under the lordship of Jesus Christ. That's what a kingdom man is. A kingdom man, a man, a, a man of God, a, 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 a bemog, a big man of God, a man of God, a mog. Everybody look at your neighbor and say, you're a mog. Hopefully you're, look at a man and say, you're a mog. You're a mog, a man of God. And so here's the point this morning is that we have a decision to operate in a consistent way under the governance of God and under the lordship of Jesus Christ. That's what a man of God is. And Joshua was our example that we'll look at today out of Joshua chapter 24, verse 14 and 15. He makes a declaration. He makes this statement as a man, as a leader of his home, and, and he takes responsibility, and he, he steps into that uh, consistent under, uh, consistently under the governance of God and under the lordship of Jesus. And here's what he says. He will first address the nation, and then he will address um, his personal life. Here's what he says. Now fear, verse uh, uh, 14 of Joshua 24, says, Now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods your ancestors worship beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt and serve the Lord. He's calling the country, he's calling the nation, he's saying, listen, throw your idols away and serve God. He's saying, throw your, your idols of the day, of your culture away and serve God. He says, but if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates, and again, he's painting a picture. He's saying, you have a decision to make, men. You have a decision to make, nation. You can serve idols, or you can serve God. He says, he says serve beyond the Euphrates, or the gods of the Amorites, in whose land you are living. But, everybody say, but. This is a very clear statement, because Joshua is about to declare his stance in the middle of a culture that's filled with idol worship. He, he's getting ready to make a statement that, that is declaring for his house how he's going to operate as a kingdom man in the earth today. And here's what he says. He says, as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. So men, is that your declaration over your home? 
Men, is that your declaration? Is that your declaration over your life? Is that your declaration over, over your life personally? And the decision to follow God is a choice. The decision to follow God is a choice. God doesn't make the decisions for you. He only gives you the proper truth to make right decisions. But he's never going to come in and make the decision for you. He's not going to force you to live in a declaration that you're not willing to submit to. What he wants to do, though, is he wants you to have this clarion call of what it means to be a kingdom man, that you operate consistently under the governance of God and under the lordship of Jesus Christ, and your declaration is, as for me, regardless of what's happening in America, what's happening in my country, what's happening at my job, what's happening in my family, as for me and my house, whoever lives within my sphere of influence, we will serve the Lord. So is that your declaration? Is that, is that where you are as a man? Or you're like, man, I'm just starting this journey out. Great, we all got to start somewhere. I'm just thankful that you're here and you're on the journey. He, and so the decision to follow God is a choice. I'm not going to call you and ask you, did you spend time with God today? It's your choice whether or not you want to lay in bed till 11 o'clock. Come on, somebody. It's your choice whether you want to uh, uh, misuse your time to where you can't have a devotional life with Jesus, right? You'd rather Netflix or watch ESPN or CNN all night instead of actually picking up your Bible and saying, this is who I am. This is who God tells me I am. This is who I'm going to become. And so the choice is yours. The choice is not mine. The choice is not the, the, the culture. The choice is yours. And so God doesn't make decisions for us. So Joshua says it this way. He says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. He puts a boundary in place. But before this, prior to this declaration, he addresses the Israelites. And here's what he's saying. He, he addresses the Israelites, and he tells the Israelites that, he, that they are needing to throw away these cultural gods that they worshipped. That they worshipped, that their ancestors worshipped beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt. Everybody say Egypt. See, you have to understand, Israel came out of Egypt. See, Moses was the guy, he had the stick. You guys remember Moses? If you don't, he's Moses, and he had a stick, and God spoke to him in a, in a, in a, in a burning bush, and he went and he had a stick, and, and he touched the water, and the waters rolled back, and all of a sudden they walked over on dry ground. It was supernatural. This was Moses. Well, Moses, they brought him out of Egypt, and Joshua was commissioned to take him into the promised land. So between Egypt and the promised land, Joshua became the leader. So in other words, Joshua had people that had come out of Egypt, but Egypt had not come out of them. See, Egypt means sin, bondage, dark place. Sin, uh, bondage, it means, it, means, it means darkness, and they had, it's a picture of being born again as a Christian. You come out of Egypt, the darkness of, of sin, and you come into the glorious light of Jesus, and you take your rightful place as a follower of Christ. And so, but what was happening was, is these people, they had physically come out of Egypt, but the tendencies to worship idols had not come out of them. And so, even though God had done something supernatural. And so, what's important for you to understand today is that's how a lot of us live. We live with this idea that we're born again, but we got a lot of Egypt in us. And Joshua is addressing this. He's saying, listen, You've come out of Egypt, now throw away the gods of Egypt and worship the one and only true God. So he's encouraging them to take their place. 
he tells them, he said, you're going to have to make a decision between the cultural gods and the Lord God, Jehovah. He's saying, you're going to have to make a decision. Do you serve the cultural gods that they were living among, or are you going to serve the Lord God? Joshua had a concern, again, that they had come out of Egypt, but Egypt had not come out of them. He was telling them, listen to me, he said, he was telling them, you can't hang on to the remnant of Egypt and the blessings of serving God. Those two things don't go together. You can't be a man and serve Egypt and expect the blessings of God. In other words, you can't continue in a state of sin, and you know not taking your place as a man of God is actually a sin. That's disobedience. Anything, well, pastor, I kind of half take a... No, 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 no. No, no, no. That's like saying there's half truth. There's truth, and the truth, and that's it, truth. There's no half truth. It's truth. It's black and white. It's real simple. Well, I don't know about that, Pastor. Have you ever read it? Yes. There is truth, and then there is deception. Bottom line. Right? And so what we have to understand today, though, is this. As he was trying to communicate to them that you can't hang on to the tendencies of Egypt and live in this place where you're not supposed to be if you're ever going to step into the blessings of God. If you're ever going to move from here to there, come on, somebody. That's not the series, but we did it. If you're ever going to move then you have to embrace the fact that you have to let go of Egypt. Some of you, it's past wounds. Some of you, Egypt represents pain. Some of you, represents brokenness. Some of you, it's been, it's been uh, marriage issues. Some of you, it's been uh, uh, relationship issues. And there's been stuff of your past of Egypt that's dark and dirty. Or there might be stuff from Egypt that was just good that has you paralyzed. And what God is trying to communicate to you is you have to let go of Egypt if your family, you yourself, are ever going to step into the direction of the blessings of God. And this is what Joshua was declaring. Joshua was trying to convey this. If you get anything today, get this. Don't let the place you're living define the decisions that you make. Don't let the place that you are living define uh, uh, the decisions that you make. In Joshua 24, what he was saying is, I've made a decision that my decisions, this is Joshua, will not be defined, not by the culture around me, but by the Christ inside of me. He, he says it this way, I made a decision that my decisions will be defined, not by the culture around me, but by the Christ inside of me and by my commitment to the will and the word of the Lord. He was warning Israel about spiritual compromising. And I'm warning you today, gentlemen. I'm warning you today, church, against spiritual compromising. Do you make your decisions, and are your decisions defined by culture? Or are your, are your decisions defined by commitment to the will and word of God? Do you love your spouse like Christ loved the church and gave himself for her? Do you love your kids unconditionally regardless of their behavior? Do you set the example of the spiritual tone of your home? Do, you, do your kids ever hear you pray? Do they, ever, do they ever see you excited about coming to church? Or is mom coming in to wake you up to go to church? Or are you up in the morning on Sunday and you're like, hey guys, as for us, we're going to church. So get your tail out of bed. We'll grab some bacon, egg, and cheese biscuits. Come on, somebody. And we'll make our way to the house of God. 
But by God, I'm not letting anybody else lead my family but me. So get your tail up and get here. Let's go. Well, I don't, just brush your teeth, dear Jesus. Just brush your teeth. <laughs> Spiritual compromising. In the day and age in which we live, anything or anyone, including yourself, that can overrule God means that that is an idol in your life. Let me say it again. He was telling them and warning them against serving idols. Anything, what is an idol in modern day society? Anything or anyone, including yourself, that can overrule God means that that's an idol in your life. Think about that. Think about how much of our lives are idol worship. Ourselves, our career, our business, our, our, the, 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 the totality of our lives. It's like it, it's centered around us, and we make decisions solely based on us. Listen to me this morning. Scripture says this, that's idol worship. And, and God wants us to get to a place where we are denying the idols of the land and listening to the will and the word of God for our lives. God can't be second. And he will not allow competing deities in your life. He will not allow it. God is not pleased with that. He, does, he doesn't like that, that you would put somebody before him. So in the middle of this culture, in the middle of this chaos, Joshua was declaring, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Here's three hallmarks or three parts of this declaration that Joshua gives, and these will be brief. Number one is this. His decision is a personal declaration. He says in Joshua 24, 15, as for me, it's personal. If the declaration was, it's going to start with me, I'm not just going to say it to everybody else. You need to serve God, you need to do this, you need to do that. When I haven't made that personal decision, when I haven't begun to develop the habits of living personally for God. The decision to follow God can't be made by anybody else but you as a man. If you're going to walk in the kingdom declaration of as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord, nobody else can make that choice but you. And here's what I know about today. Jellyfish have no backbone. And they go with the current. Men of God, if we don't understand that it is a personal declaration that as for me, and it's a personal revelation of who Jesus is in our life, we are going to be like spiritual jellyfish with no backbone, and we're going to continue just to float down the stream with culture. God wants us to go against the, the, the culture. He wants us to go against the flow. How many of you have ever been out into the ocean? You've been out into the ocean, and you're, you're, you, know, you see your hotel? And you're like, okay, this is where we're at. We set the chairs up. We're ready. We got Diet Cokes and umbrellas. Here we are. We got our 50 proof. We're ready to go. And uh, suntan lotion. <laughs> For all you drinkers. <laughs> suntan lotion. And so there we are. We're ready to go. And <laughs> Come see us at five points. It gets better. <laughs> um, and so there you are. You get out in the ocean, right? You're enjoying the ocean. You might take a baseball out there, a little ball, throw some Frisbee out in the ocean. You get up in the ocean. And like, you're just enjoying your time, right? And then you look up to go back to where you thought you started. And you look down, and you ain't even, you're like, wait, 
Wait a minute, we ain't staying at that place. That place is way too nice, first off. We ain't staying there. Right? And all of a sudden, you found yourself in the middle of just enjoying your moment. You were drifting and didn't even know it. How many of us are like that today? We're drifting because we haven't made that constant personal declaration. We have no backbone. We just kind of get in the water, hoping that things are going to work out. There's no intentionality. We're not praying. We're not worshiping. And we find ourselves in the middle of this thing, and we look up, and we don't even know where our families are anymore. We don't even know how our kids have gotten off the path they got on. We don't even know how we got into this place because we've drifted so long instead of being personal and intentional about our declaration of what it means to be a kingdom man. Listen, we don't take stands. I think this is hilarious. Everyone else is declaring what they stand for but men of God. Like, just watch it. It's all over the place. I mean, I went to, I can't even say this publicly. But anyway, listen, I was at the grocery store, and I was looking at all the Skittles bags. And now they have a gray Skittles bag. I'm like, what's the gray Skittles bag about? I'll just leave it at that. I'm like, everybody is just declaring what they stand for, and men of God are like Saul's army. We say there's a war, but we're stuck in the bushes hoping that somebody else like David would deal with Goliath. No, God wants men of God to be David's. He wants you to come into this culture, go against the flow, and have a declaration that as for me, me, I'm going to live by God's word. I'm going to live by the word of God. Number two, his decision is a family declaration. He says in Joshua 24, 15, as for me and my household. See, what you have to understand about society today is we were born into sin. But you know whose fault that was? Everybody reads the Bible and is like, oh, Eve shouldn't have taken the fruit. No, the Bible says that the earth is cursed because of Adam's disobedience. But what, wait a minute, Adam's disobedience? Yeah, all the way back in Genesis, it was Adam and Eve in the garden. The snake came in and started talking to Eve. Eve believed she got secondhand information from Adam about what God had said. And then she started talking to the snake. The snake convinced her and deceived her to taking of the fruit, which then has cursed the entire planet up until this point. And God doesn't look at Eve and say, you know what, you're the problem. What God did was he said, listen, Adam, because of your disobedience. Well, wait, Adam didn't take of the fruit, but he was in disobedience. Did you realize passivity is a sin? Oh, no, pastor, that's just my personality. No, that's a crutch. Passivity is a crutch for you of not having to be intentional about your relationship with Christ. And so here's the bottom line is, is he cur the whole earth was cursed because of Adam's disobedience. Why Adam? Because the man's the head of the house. Adam, listen to me. If my wife, if I'm in distance of my wife talking to a snake, I'm going to say something. Right? Honey, what have you been smoking? Why are you talking to a snake? <laughs> now, get this picture. And the snake talks back. Did God really say? Can you imagine this moment where she's interacting with the snake? And here's Adam. Oh, 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 oh my wife is talking to a snake. Really, dude? Really? You're just going to stand there and let your wife experience that? 
At any moment, he could have stepped in. But the Bible says the entire earth has been cursed because of one man's disobedience. And that man's name was Adam. The Bible also tells us there's a second Adam that came, but not only the second Adam, but the final Adam, and his name was Jesus. And Jesus came to set us free from everything that the first idiot got us into. <laughs> the first idiot named Adam, Jesus came as the second and final Adam to get us out everything that the first Adam got us into. So that's why it's the beauty of having a relationship with Christ. So he says this, as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Uh, he doesn't make a declaration. He doesn't ask for a vote. He doesn't ask if anybody agrees with him. He doesn't think, is this, is this what culture wants me to do? No, because he knows his place. Because scripturally, he understood that the Father would hold, uh, be accountable for God, uh, by God for the direction of his family. You are accountable for the direction of your family. Now, that doesn't mean your, pe your people's perfect. That doesn't mean your family's perfect. That doesn't mean your kids don't have problems. That means that when there are, you're not going to continue to allow your kids to sit in a dark room and watch what they want to watch and let the devil beat their brains out. You're going to step in and stop allowing your kids to listen to the snake. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to take the stand. You're going to stick your foot in the middle of this thing, and you say, you know what? You will no longer pollute yourself with this craziness of this culture because as for me and all my chitlins, we're serving Jesus. Well, pastor, they won't be my friends. God did not call them to be your stinking friends. Well, they won't like me. Yes, they will. I've stepped in on many occasions. And had to step in and say, oh, no, snake, you will not do this in my house any longer. Guess what? My kids didn't like it. They love me now. They appreciate the freedom now. They appreciate the, 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 the breaking of the bondage now. Why? Because I was willing to step in and say no. Now, listen, here's what some of you men are thinking. Well, how can I put a plan together to make this happen? Right? All of a sudden, you want to go with a legalistic mindset. Right? No, that's not what we're doing. We're at, we're at, he says, as a declaration of my household, that I'm in a relationship with my kids in a way that when I know a snake tries to step in, I put my kid behind me and I address the snake because this is my household. Stop letting your kids fight demons that they were never created to fight. Oh, buddy. Woo! We got beer, cheese, popcorn over there. Come on, somebody. A kingdom man accepts responsibility under God. Whew. The responsibility under God. That every decision we make is under God. The creator of the universe. The Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. The one that came and bled and died and on the cross rose from the dead. The one that defeated death, hell, and the grave. The one that sits at the right hand of the Father, where the angels of God are constantly singing, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. We are under that responsibility and authority as a kingdom man. So Joshua's declaration was a covering statement for his family. And unless a man, let God, unless a man lets God cover him, he can't properly cover the ones he loves. 
It's not just, hey, you need to get your deal together. No, that's not it at all. You can't direct it towards your family if it's not first directed at you. Well, I'm the man. They're supposed to submit. He's supposed, she's supposed to submit to me. Not if you're not loving her like Christ loved the church. This ain't a marriage seminar. I'll keep going. It was a covering statement. So here's the, here's the point. Have you as a man accepted the leadership position you hold? As a single mom, you hold a leadership position in your home. If you're playing both roles and, and, you, and you're a single mom and you're having to work out the dad side and work out the mom side and you're having to navigate by yourself, listen to me. You get into a leadership position and you settle the fact that you're under the responsibility of God and you won't feel like you're single anymore raising kids. What you're going to feel like is God Almighty. The one that created heavens and the earth. As a single mom, he's going to come and he's going to wrap his arms and his, his, his wings around you. And you're going to abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And you'll say, he is my refuge and he is my strength. And all of a sudden, God will begin to take you and strengthen you and walk you through every difficulty that you have to face. God will do that when you make a family declaration. Finally, number three is this. I need to drink a water. I'm blowing my throat out. His decision, Joshua's decision, is a culture-wide declaration. Not only was it a personal declaration, not only was it his family's declaration, but it was a cultural-wide declaration. Here's what he says, verse 24, 14, 15. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you. In other words, here's what he was saying. He was declaring to the culture, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It was a cultural-wide declaration. Here's what we need. We need men who will go public with their Christian faith like Joshua did. Don't hide in a closet. Don't be a secret service Christian. No, he says, that, he says this declaration was to the culture. And you know what? We've faced a lot in our country recently. We will face more in our country. We will continue to face difficulty. Matthew 24 tells us that. And the best solution is for godly men to take their place and speak what God says about the various issues that we face as a nation. Is that godly men would make a declaration, a cultural-wide declaration, that as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Listen, Joshua didn't put himself in the position of disagreeing with people. I don't like what they're doing. I don't like what the government's doing. I don't like this. I don't like that. No just to be disagreeable. He didn't do that just to be disagreeable or just to be different. His declaration was not meant simply to be lip service either. It was a cultural declaration. Joshua declared with his mouth and with his actions that his household would be serving God by word and by deed. Listen to me. There is a culture out there that doesn't want men of God to succeed bottom line. You're hit with everything from culture. You're hit with everything from entertainment and things of this world. Listen, there's going to be resistance as a man of God. This is where you must understand what your declaration is going to be. This is why you need God on your side. This is why you need a relationship with God. Think about the game of football. He uses the ball as the benchmark for everything when you play football. 
for every ruling in the game, it boils down to the ball. For example, a touchdown is determined if the football has broken the plane of the end zone. A field goal on whether the ball has gone through the uprights. An offsides ruling is based on where the players are in relation to the football. Out of bounds is determined by where the player has taken the football. Everything revolves around where people are in relation to the football. So guess what? Football is like our relationship with Christ. The football is likened to the covenant or the agreement we make with God. So as everything relates to the football, the question is, are we relating to God in a way that everything is subjective and relating to him as the king of our life? As everything is determined by where the football is, are we relating to him and are we ruling underneath him? In other words, where are we in relation to the relationship with God? Because that's going to determine whether we win or lose. That's going to determine the outcome of our life. God provides men. Listen to me. He provides everyone. But men, the opportunity to get back into alignment with him. And whenever possible, listen to me, back into alignment with your family. God provides men the opportunity to get back into alignment with him and when possible, alignment with their family. We have a culture that wants to trick you, trip you up, and the answer, listen to me, is in your choice. Do you choose to follow him or not? Do you choose to put your life in relation to him where everything is about him and my relationship with him as football is as the everything is related to the football in relation to the football is everything in your life in relation to your relationship with God if you choose to follow him then we ought to know about it if you choose to follow him your family ought to know about it if you choose to follow him your friends ought to know about it if you choose to follow him the culture ought to know about it and listen to me when God sees it you'll see God act through it to make a difference in your life and in this world when we make a declaration as men, as kingdom men being under the authority of Christ living our lives this declaration is for me and my household we will serve the Lord. And we live with this decree and this declaration and this conviction in our hearts. Let's close our eyes this morning, everybody. Just close your eyes and bow your heads today. If you're in this place, you say, Pastor, I've never made Jesus the Lord of my life. I have no relationship with him. Listen to me, there's no condemnation in that. We're all on the journey. We all had to start somewhere. We all had to start with what the Bible calls being born again. John chapter 3, verse 3 tells us, unless a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of heaven. In other words, being born again means you're inviting Jesus to be the Lord of your life. He's going to be the Savior and the Lord of your life today. You believe that he died on the cross for you. You believe that he rose from the dead for you. You believe today that he wants to make you into a new person. And as he does... Your life will be transformed personally. You'll be transformed. Your family will be transformed as you step up and you begin to lead in your relationship with Christ. So if you're in this place today and you say, Pastor, I need to make Jesus the Lord of my life today. 
And I want him, I want everything about my life to be that declaration. And I want, I want everything I do to be related to him as the Lord and Savior of my life. If you're in this room today, I'm not going to call you forward, but I would like to know who I'm praying with. If you would do me a favor, if you're watching online as well, if that's you and you want to make this decision, be included in this prayer to say yes to Christ today, we want to pray for you. So if you're in this place, you say, Pastor, that's me. I want, to, I want to make Jesus Christ the Lord of my life. Will you raise up your hand? I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. Yes, sir, I see your hand back there. Absolutely. Anybody else want to say, I want to make a decision to follow Christ today? Awesome. Cool. If you're watching online today, we're going to pray for you as well. And as we do, I believe Jesus is going to radically change you. As you bring your life into relation to him, he's going to change you forever. And so let's, let's do this. Everybody pray together with me. Pray this prayer out loud. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for my sin. I declare today Jesus Christ to be the Lord and Savior of my life. Come into my heart. Make me a new creature. Old things pass away and all things become new. Today, I'm born again. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a big hand clap today. He is good. Thanks again for listening to our podcast. Be sure to connect with us on social media, the RLC app, and online at livereallife.com.